Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about a whole bunch of cool stuff. And I'm glad that you've joined us and you're part of our connection today. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host. And our goal of our show is to explore a wide range of stuff that gets us thinking, gets us talking, and maybe even laughing. Today's a good laughing day, I think. Especially after the week we've been having. This is crazy week. Um, especially yesterday's little surprise, where we've got the special counsel, Robert Mueller, who uh, did a grand jury indictment of 13 Russian nationals and three Russian entities. The defendants allegedly uh, conducted, oh, information warfare against the United States election to help Donald Trump win. The defendants used fake American personas, social media platforms, the internet media to advance their scheme, according to the indictment. But you know what I really love about all this? Are the folks that are saying it's a conspiracy. No, it's fake news. You know, the ones that say it's a dog and pony show. We have got detailed evidence. We've got fact base, but it's still a conspiracy. Um, and, and I've come to embrace those conspiratists uh, because they're so charming in, in their absolute dedication to weirdness <laughs> when it comes to just not wanting to believe. I mean, they could have all the facts in the world, but it's this emotional commitment to a bizarre idea and this, this absolute um, n- no ability to look at anything else except the stuff that reinforces their conspiracy theory. So, with that in mind, I was really charmed by a play that's going on right now and a terrific company, and I've invited the company to come talk to us. Uh, They're doing the Fearless Five Conspiracy, and it is hosted by the Fearless Five, oh, excuse me, the Fearless Comedy Productions. This is the second uh, of their Fearless Five short stories or short plays brought to life. And with me today, I have Tim Wick, who is the artistic director, who's also the producer of uh, The Fearless Five. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And Tim has brought Bob Alberti, who is the writer uh, of one of the uh, the five. Correct. The play Leap of Faith, which is one of the five plays in the show. Ooh, I want to hear more about that. He is also the, a founder and a company member. And we have the newest member of Fearless Comedy Productions, Bryn Berryhill. She is an actress and, of course, the newest member. Thank you for having me. I am glad you're here. So I'm going to have Tim first tell me a little bit about what is Fearless Productions? Sure. Fearless Comedy Productions is a uh, company that was formed about uh, five and a half years ago. It was 2013. I can't do math. Uh, <laughs> we were formed in 2013. We uh, arose out of uh, a group called Vilification Tennis. That uh, we we have been producing shows as Vilification Tennis for almost thirty years, wow. and in a very narrow focus. And a lot and of you the, still do that, right? Yeah, I yeah. still do that. Mm-hmm. I still am the director of that company as well. But uh, we we produce shows in a really narrow focus, and we all felt like we wanted to expand what we did. So uh, several of us got together, formed Fearless Comedy Productions, which has expanded well beyond uh, what we originally wanted to do. Uh, it is not. And, you know, for anybody who knows Vilification Tennis, which is a very adult, very offensive show, that that's not what <laughs> Fearless Comedy Productions is about. It has grown into giving artists who want to explore comedy the opportunity to explore comedy in whatever way they want to explore it. And that's what Fearless Five is really about. It is a show where we allow five writers of varying experience levels the opportunity to write a play based on a simple prompt. This year was Conspiracies. Last year was Harbingers. And uh, they write a short 15-minute play that looks explores that concept in whatever way they want. Hmm. What One of the things that I read on your website that I was intrigued by, Chancy. You want to take chances and, mm-hmm. and encourage um, comedians and writers and actors to go to the edge a little bit. Well, exactly. I think uh, the thing that uh, is very difficult in – most theater is the fact that uh, you really have to succeed all the time. And uh, you don't always learn by succeeding. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you learn by failing. And while we don't want any show we produce to fail, what we do want to do is give the artists in our company the opportunity to just go out there and try something crazy and weird. Uh, Last year, we produced a musical called Anxiety the Musical, which was about... (laughs) 
about social anxiety, but it was a comedy musical that addressed the idea of social anxiety in a funny but honest way. And it was very, very successful. But the people who produced it had never written a musical before. They'd never, many of the people who wrote the show had never written a play for the stage before. And giving those artists the opportunity to take that idea that they had and put it on stage and not really worrying about whether or not they produce the best show that they possibly can, but instead just giving them the opportunity to produce a show is what we're about. You still want them to walk on that tightrope, but you've given them a net. So exactly. that they're not terrified. Exactly. There's still anxiety, I'm sure, in every you know new production. But uh, knowing that you're supporting them and you want them to take risks and not just please an audience and not make safe choices. Well, exactly. That's and, that's what we're about. And I'm very excited because uh, one of the plays in Fearless Five uh, was written by my friend Keith DeLoon, uh, who I've known for a very long time. This is the first play he's ever written. How exciting. And it was reviewed by Twin Cities Geek, and the reviewer said Keith's play was their favorite um, of the five. And that's really gratifying. It's really exciting for me to see him, you know, growing and working as a, as a, as a playwright for the first time and, and have him be successful. It's, you know, very exciting. Well, Bob, you were one of the founders, and as I read, there was 12 founders and it's grown now to over 40, right? That's correct. Yeah. So uh, is your role part of, you know, as you say, you bring your friend in who's never written, um, kind of a mentor role as well as being a writer yourself? Um, well, I, I have been part of the company. Uh, I was lucky enough to be included in uh, in the establishment of the company and I've had the opportunity to uh, write a number of uh, things for the for the uh, uh, company, and uh, we've got a mystery lodge series, which I've both written and also performed in. Um, I was the stuffy so you auctioneer. Have to put a what is a mystery lodge? So uh, <laughs> they're interactive mystery dinner theater, oh. and they've been performed at uh, a number of places, including uh, at a lodge in northern Wisconsin, which is where the idea first came from, and then we had mystery on the Mississippi. Uh, which was performed on one of the uh, paddle, paddle on the wheels? Jonathan Paddleford, Jonathan Paddleford in conjunction with the Mississippi River National Park and yep. uh, the uh, yeah, and then there was another one up in northern Minnesota. Yep, in northern so, Minnesota. So we've we've taken uh, these this artistic endeavor, you know, out of the Twin Cities, out of the state. Taking it on the road. Taking it on the road, uh, really reaching out. I mean, uh, when we were performing up in Siren, uh, was it Siren? Uh, Wisconsin? Trago, Wisconsin. Trago, Trago, Wisconsin. Just north of Siren. Yeah. There, there's not there's not a lot to do out there. And there's... <laughs> so you're celebrities. <laughs> well, it, it also, but, it, but it also gives the, it also gives, uh, the community a, 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 an artistic center to, to sort of rally around uh, when sometimes there isn't as much uh, to do. You know, we're mm -hmm. very blessed in the Twin Cities. We've yes. got so much artistic uh, uh, to to explore. And then, and, you know, out in, out in the out in upstate New uh, in uh, outstate Minnesota and northern Wisconsin, uh, these are these are good opportunities. So well, and I've I've felt the uh, the like encouragement already. I've only been a member for a few months now, but like I went to my first fearless meeting, and they were talking about a um, convention called Convergence, and they were they were talking about Fearless's uh, presence there, and I piped up and I said, "Ooh, what if we do?" Um, a panel or a workshop for improv for cosplayers. Ooh. And Tim immediately goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. That's, that's we'll, basically my job. <laughs> we'll, we'll back you for that. And so um, within... Uh, like a month or so, I've already been encouraged to go ahead and do it. And I, uh, my panel has been accepted at Convergence, too. Oh, and so I'm going to have Fearless members come and help me with that. And, like, even driving over here, I was telling um, Bob about some of my, like, life experiences. And he's like, you could totally make that into a fringe show. <laughs> and, you totally could. Yeah. And so, like, the encouragement that I've already felt in the last, like, few months and being able to be a part of uh, Fearless 5, and it's been fantastic. And like you said, that safety net to, yeah, off you go. <laughs> so how did you originally hear about Fearless Productions? Oh, I know so many people in Fearless. <laughs> Sounds festival by any chance? I mean, uh, I'm in a thing called Human Combat Chess, which uh, has a lot of people like Jenna Young and uh, James Fairbairn and um, just a lot of people who have their, their fingers in the Renaissance Festival and Fearless and everything. And um, I helped out our 
I came, I didn't help out. I came to a fearless, uh, a few fearless things, and I heard their mission statement and I heard what they're all about and how they help their artists. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I'd really like I'm to be an a artist. Of that. She says, I'm, I'm an artist. I like and to I do need help. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I really, I really wanted that home base, you know, and I feel like I have a home base now to um, support me and to encourage me. And it's wonderful. You mentioned um, the French Festival, and I was delighted to hear about the support that you do for the French yeah. Festival. Uh, one of the things, it was part of our very early goal I, I, when we first formed Fearless. It was something that it was really important to me uh, because I think the Minnesota Fringe Festival, I, I love it as a crucible for developing artists. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we have something called a Fringe Sponsorship where we open it up to anybody who wants to produce a show at the Fringe. You can apply for a sponsorship. We do a couple a year. And basically... Basically, you enter your show into the Fringe Lottery. We can't guarantee that you're going to be picked in the Fringe Lottery. But if you are selected in the Fringe Lottery, we pay your producer fee. And that means that you don't have to worry about that, that financial hurdle to producing a show. So people are, are, are allowed to apply for within members of the Fearless Company or from outside of the Fearless Company, they apply. And uh, we look at the applications, we pick some shows that sound interesting, and we sponsor them. And if they get picked in the lottery, we'll provide them with as much support as they need in terms of artistic advice. And uh, we also pay their producer fee. And for those who don't know about the Fringe Festival, amazing theater festival that takes place in August that brings lots of theater together. It's Theater Wild Dreams Come True. So many different productions to choose from. We're going to learn um, more about the Fearless Productions. If you're interested in going to their website, fearlesscomedyproductions.com. Uh, take it, check it out. Take a look. We'll be right back after a few short announcements. Our Twin Cities culinary scene has a lot to celebrate, and that's just what we're going to do on February 25th at the Pantages Theater. The Charlie Awards is the local culinary version of the Academy Awards for the Twin Cities restaurant industry. Proceeds from the event go to Open Arms, a nonprofit that delivers healthy, made-from-scratch meals to people with life-threatening illnesses. Your ticket to the award ceremony is also your passport to the after-party, with food, drinks, entertainment, and a chance to hobnob with the current and previous Charlie's winners. Following on the heels of the Charlie's, just two weeks later on March 12th, a VIP reception and dinner will be held at Open Arms. So mark your calendars, February 25th for the awards and after party, and March 12th for the VIP event. To buy tickets, go to info at charliesexceptional.com, and be sure to check out the fun on our website, charliesexceptional.com. Connections Radio Show wants to feature your favorite nonprofits as well as the arts that mean the most to you. Do you have a nonprofit you care about or an artist that you'd like to have featured on Connections Radio Show? We have very reasonable advertising and sponsorship packages that would provide for an on air segment or perhaps a whole show. Interested? I'm Lori Fitz and contact me at fitzradio at gmail.com. That's F I T Z radio at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, president of Minnesota Hospice, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on AM 950 on Saturdays from noon to one. Our team from Minnesota Hospice will be continuing our series titled Lifting the Veil, Revealing the Spiritual Truths About Dying and Death, where we share insights on the spiritual aspects of this profound experience. Please join us Saturday from noon to one for the new Minnesota Hospice show and learn more about us online at minnesotahospice.com. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. 
Stages Theatre Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theatre, go to stagestheatre.org. That's stagestheatre.org. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We are having fun today. We are um, laughing and discussing uh, a great uh, a great company that you all should get to know, Fearless Comedy Productions. Uh, they are having a show at the Historic Mounds Theater, The Fearless Five on Conspiracies. And we have Tim Wick, who is the artistic director of the Fearless Comedy Productions. That's still me. That's still you. <laughs> and I've got Bob Alberti. And I'm still one of the writers. Yes, you are. And a founder and one of the company members. Uh, and we've got Bryn Berryhill, the newest member that she takes great pride in. Yes. And an actor uh, who is going to be performing, uh, who does perform. Yes. You've already had some shows under your belt. Um, for the Fearless Five, Conspiracy. I am in three of the five shows, personally. Yeah, well, one of the things that we've done with this show that I think is great is it's five shows, but it's uh, six actors that are performing in the five shows. So pretty much everybody, literally everybody in the show, plays multiple roles over the course of the evening, which I cool. think is a great opportunity for actors. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to be able to have such a wide range of characters. So this is your second time around with doing a short play festival. That's right. What, what did you do last time? Last time it was Harbingers. Ah. Which was a very interesting prompt. It it generated some fascinating, some fascinating ideas that were a lot of fun uh, to watch on stage. And uh, I mean, that's the whole idea of this is to give this this you know one word prompt and what do you do with it? So it's an uh, you take an idea, you mm -hmm. take a prompt, and. Mm -hmm. This year it's conspiracies, which I just love. We, you know, we don't have quite enough of them. <laughs> we need more. <laughs> You're out there. I oh, you, you would you would be surprised. I did Promise. I did considerable research in prep for this show. So you've got five writers, five directors, and the multitasking, multi-creative cast that shapeshift mm -hmm. from show to show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and tell me about – without giving it away because I know you, we don't want to like do any spoilers. But tell me about some of the ideas that are uh, explored with these conspiracies. Well, why don't I let Bob talk a little bit about his because Bob Bob wrote one of the shows and Bryn is in that show. So I'm going to throw it over to Bob. Sure. And and Bryn is actually the conspiracy theorist ah. in my show. And the and uh, I do find conspiracy theorists adorable. <laughs> You have to embrace them because they'll Rin's make you crazy. character is absolutely adorable. <laughs> I like Chris. I love Chris. <laughs> and and, and the, the nutshell description of the show is that um, uh, a, a couple has over a friend from college that they haven't seen in a while. And the friend comes in and the friend is well known as a conspiracy theorist. And, uh. and they say and, – and, and she says, you know – we're, we're being we're being watched, and they're like, "Oh God, who is it this time? Is it the gray aliens? Is it the government? Is it and, the Borg?" And and, and, she, and and she says, "No, it's the audience. I think we're characters in a play. Nice, we're characters in a play, <laughs> and they're out there and they're breathing, and, and it goes from there. Yeah. Oh, how fun! And so then it's it becomes Chris trying to convince." you know, the people on stage that they're actually characters in a play as the audience are sitting and watching us <laughs> debate over this. It's so much fun. They're rooting for you. <laughs> it's a roller coaster of a show, I have to say. Oh. I enjoy uh, sitting in the audience and listening to the uncomfortable <laughs> laughter when she says that yeah. we're characters in a play. The yeah. audience is like, okay, is this real? Uh, they have to take a second to yeah. go... Uh, oh, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I'm part of this. Yes. I am the conspiracy. Yes, <laughs> yes. exactly. Yes, I have exactly. to own it. Yeah. And is she right or is she not? I mean, uh -huh. yes, there's an audience, but uh -huh. is she necessarily right about her conspiracy theory? Or not. Like, yeah. is... <laughs> am I not here? No. <laughs> right. Is my reality to be questioned? It really, it really plays with that... Um, um, that fourth wall and uh -huh. really plays with the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I like it because it kind of teases you. You know, th it seems like you either break down the wall 
or the wall's there. Mm -hmm. But just to kind of be teased around the wall, I don't think I've experienced that. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the show. I I would encourage Mm -hmm. people to see their three more shows tonight, next Friday, and next Saturday. So get out to the Historic Mounds Theater. Yes. Yeah, and the show that I directed, which begins the show and is ironically titled The End, uh, also explores theater in a different way. It's a bunch of bunch of actors putting on a radio play and a new actor shows up and the question is whether or not the other actors are trying to kill him or not. <laughs> Nobody dies. Not till the end. Yes. So it's, uh, well, it's a different kind of conspiracy. It is a it is it is uh, it is the, the the performers in the show actively conspiring uh, perhaps against one of the other performers in the show. But no pressure on that person. No pressure at all. <laughs> well, every time he thinks that he ha- like knows what page they're on or what they're what he's supposed to be doing at that point, they change it. They literally like give him a new script or tell him <laughs> that he's doing it wrong, and it it sets him off kilter as well as the audience off kilter of like what's going on i think that's every actor's nightmare <laughs> it is a little it does uh, it uh, has a little bit of an actor's nightmare yeah, yeah. Bit to it yeah so well i also like that it's a radio play i mean yeah they, they're, they're, they're near and dear to my heart that, I, that, that I, you're you're playing with a radio i've mm. written several radio scripts in my life so i enjoy directing a radio show on stage was uh, was uh, Big Fun Radio Fun Time? Was that a Fearless production? Big Fun Radio yeah, yeah. Fun Time is a was a Fearless production, and it still so, it still is because we do a show a couple of times a year. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to talk more about that. I had the uh, Theater Unbound uh, come and do a promote their twenty four hour. But what we did is we did a five minute play written in an hour, mm-hmm. and we had two writers come. And while I interviewed the actors during the first half, then I interviewed the writers in the second half. In the last segment, we produced a five-minute play that had been written in an hour. So very open to radio plays. So we're going to have to, you know, talk some more about what that could look like. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. So um, I also see that there's uh, some conspiracies that sort of tease us along with the fourth wall. Um, Can you give me just a in a, I know we only have like a couple more minutes. Just a quick overview of the ty- the other two. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so the second play in the show is called The Audition. And it is a uh, – I don't want to – I really don't want to spoil this one. Okay. But so, it, so we'll yeah. just leave it at that. Leave, leave it's, 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 it's about an audition. Okay. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And it's set in the 60s. It's set in the 60s. Cool. So and it's based on a conspiracy. It is based on a conspiracy. Talk it sounds yourselves. like Mission Impossible. All right. And then, uh, <laughs> then to close it out, uh, close out the first act, mm-hmm. the show is called Friends Like These. And it's about a uh, gentleman who is setting up his house to be run by Siri and Alexa and how that might not be the best choice one can make. <laughs> I have a, a, a hunch that Siri and Alexa might not get along. The, oh. They get along famously. Oh, okay. But uh, in any case, uh, <laughs> it's it, Angela Fox, who is in four of the five shows, plays Siri. And uh, I, I just have to share that last night I brought my family to the show and my wife after the show, asked me what kind of filter we used on Angela's microphone to have her sound so much like Siri. Oh, wow. And I told her that we don't use any kind of filter. That's just Angela. That's so wild. it's it's really fantastic. And then uh, to open the second act, we have a show called Deja Vu, which is about some people who are working for the government and how an office romance can flourish when your memory is being erased at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. So Flourish or not. Flourish or not. <laughs> so keep an open mind. There's are going to provide a tinfoil cap to keep it safe. Uh, the advance tickets are just $10 or $15 at the door. And as we mentioned, it's uh, tonight and it's also next Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you can get tickets by going to your website. FearlessComedyProductions.com And we'll be right back and we'll talk more about Fearless Productions. Inspire in the meeting. We served our country like those before us. The camaraderie is what kept me going. You know, it was a dangerous area. All of Vietnam was dangerous. I didn't know what to expect when I got back. For the first 10 years after I got out, no one would have known that I was in the service. I got home, got married two weeks later, got a job. We came back, built lives, families, and communities, but we still had challenges. The carnage of war left an indelible mark on me. I would have intrusive thoughts. They're horrible nightmares. 
Services and support that can help are available for veterans. I went to the VA, talked to my doctor. I started doing groups. I started doing one-on-one -on -one counseling. We found ways to move past these challenges for ourselves and for our families. At maketheconnection.net, you can hear our stories and find tools and services available to you. The more I talk to people, family, friends, other vets, the better I feel. As a family-owned business, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has been serving the Twin Cities since 1930. A new furnace and air conditioner from Standard Heating and Air can lower your monthly utility bills, administer more consistent temperatures, and even improve indoor air quality, making your home safer and healthier for the whole family. The average heating and cooling system lasts 15 to 20 years, so if yours is on its last legs, call Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Learn more at standardheatingdeals.com. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Stages Theatre Company presents Leo Leone's Frederick on stage January 19th to February 19th. Bring a little one and cozy in this winter for the charming story of Frederick as he shows us that everyone has something special to give the world. This musical adaptation of the Caldecott award-winning book will delight the heart and tickle the imagination. Located in downtown Hopkins, Stages Theatre Company continues its season in the heart of imagination. For tickets, visit stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. AM 950's annual get-together for like-minded progressives is back. Hi, it's Mike McEntee, and the Blue State Ball is March 10th at the Blaisdell in Minneapolis. And I will be there and look forward to talking with you, along with Tom Hartman, Norman Goldman, and, of course, our own Matt McNeil. Plus, expect lots of big-name political guests and candidates. VIP and general admission tickets are on sale now at am950radio.com. Join me, Matt, Norman, and Tom March 10th at the Blue State Ball. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today you'll see a high near 31 with a 60% chance of precipitation. Tomorrow there's a 20% chance of snow before noon with a high near 39. And on Monday, snow is likely before 11 a.m. with a high near 23. Bad Waitress in Northeast Minneapolis is a bit more grown up than its sister on Nicollet. This finer diner vibe has a full bar serving craft cocktails and a brand new inventive dinner menu. The Bad Waitress buys organic and local, and you can visit them at 700 Central Avenue in Northeast Minneapolis or online at thebadwaitress.com. And welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We're talking about conspiracies. That's right. The Fearless Comedy Productions is having a fabulous play at the Historic Mounds Theater, and it's all about conspiracies. Five short plays exploring mind-bending uh, adventures in conspiracies. And we have the artistic director, Tim Wick. Hi. Hi. Glad you're here. <laughs> we have Bob Alberti. Howdy. I'm one of the writers. Founder and company member. That's correct. We have Bryn Berryhill. I think I'm still me. I'm, <laughs> I'm in three of the five shows. And and um, your mind-bending conspiracy follows you everywhere. Oh, it's, yeah. If anybody's ever been in a show, you know that the lines just come up and pop up everywhere in your life. <laughs> well, I'm delighted that you all are here. Uh, I'm also fascinated with your fearless comedy productions, encouraging, empowering, and educating new artists and existing talents to explore the limits of comedy while striving to create a more diverse and inclusive environment. We should use that as a mission statement. And That's a good mission it statement. It is. I like in, fact, that. in fact, your mission statement goes on to say... Oh, that is our mission statement. That's right. Wow. Fearless is dedicated to helping those voices reach an audience in the artistic community. Yeah. So tell me about that, Mr. Artistic Director. I think the, really the the opening of that is is the the core of who we are. We want to encourage those comedic voices to find their opportunities. And and Bryn has talked a little bit about how we do that. I think the Fearless Five show is a great way that we do that. We give writers we 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 literally uh, the way we determine how how the writers get spots is we put out there the opportunity. Here's the prompt. 
they give us a one paragraph pitch. This is what I want to write a show about. And the committee that selects the shows doesn't know who's who's proposing the shows. So they don't know if it's an experienced writer or an inexperienced writer. They just look at the idea and say, all right, well, that looks like an interesting idea. I think let's give it a shot. You could say that their names are redacted. Redacted. Ooh. It is true. It is true. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy within the company. And and so so we have five writers this year. We always put uh, allow have one slot for people outside of our company. So we want to encourage voices outside of Fearless to to have an opportunity as well. So some of these folks, uh, including Bob, have considerable experience writing. Two of the plays are written by first-time writers. So, And then uh, we go out and we say, who wants a chance to direct? Mm -hmm. And uh, again, varying levels of experience. Some of the directors that we have working have not directed a show since high school. Mm -hmm. And some of the directors direct fairly consistently. And it's, I think... Personally, as, an, as a, an, an artist, what I find really fascinating is looking at the way an inexperienced director and an experienced director can approach works written by experienced and inexperienced people. And it really helps you understand how collaborative the theatrical process is, how a good script can be elevated by really good direction, uh, how... Uh, Somebody who doesn't necessarily have as much experience at direction can sometimes hinder a script. And I think that is also, really... But they also can bring a beginner mind. They absolutely can. And that, yeah, there's... And that beginner mind can be really fresh, I think, for seasoned directors that need sometimes a nudge. Exactly. Inexperienced directors sometimes do an approach that, that people who have been directing for a long time just don't even think about because right. they've been doing it the way everybody directs shows it becomes, forever. It becomes a paint by number, you yeah. know, and, and what, automatic. One of our directors uh, isn't very... I, I don't think... Um, has had a lot of experience, the director of uh, Leap of Faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dan Patton. Yeah, Dan, um, at, on the first day that we got together and we did our sh- or we were reading through, he told each of his actors why he cast them in that role. Huh. Um, and for me, and that's the one with Chris and the conspiracy that, uh, <laughs> that their character's in a play. Um, for me, it was, he said, took me aside and said, you know, the reason I cast you in this role is because of the way that you wrestled your hair. And wow. Yeah, because, <laughs> well, because <there. laughs> of uh, it's a it was a natural tendency with a nervous energy sort of thing. And that gave me a really good idea of why, you know, what what part he was looking for. And um, he's been really, really uh, encouraging and has been a phenomenal director, in my opinion. Um, But he did that with each one of the actors. Um, And that's something that I've never had with an experienced director or any other director. Um, And I really enjoyed that. But that's that new director sort of uh, thing. like Approach. Yeah, approach. And I, I really appreciated it personally. The other thing that I like is that you're going out and you're having workshops and education. So it's not just for actors that, right. that you've created this entity. Exactly. Uh, it's about being fearless is sort of an idea and concept mm-hmm. and encouraging folks to play with those ideas. Yeah, it's encouraging you to, if you want to be involved in theater and specifically comedy, that's our mm-hmm. focus, then we want to encourage you. I, I'm I'm first and foremost a writer. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And so to me, encouraging writers is really important. But we, there are many people in our company who are first and foremost actors. There are some people, directors, some technicians, and we want to find ways to give all of those people the opportunity to explore what really interests them, but also to explore areas that maybe they aren't as interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, do direct, uh, and I often say that I hate directing, and I really do. Uh, but uh, I went ahead and directed a show this year because I'm like, I need to step outside of my comfort zone. My comfort zone is writing, and I need to to be on the other side of that. I need How to. How did that go for you? Uh, you maybe you should ask Bren. <laughs> <laughs> How did that I go for you, oh, Bren? I think he's a great director. He directed uh, the end and added a lot of like physical physicalities to the show. That uh, it, it's a radio show, so it's kind of funny that the physicalities really add a lot. But I mean, 
I think he's a great director. I'd work with him again. What What was the most <laughs> difficult in approaching it as a director and not from a writer? Because I have to believe that you have to take your hat off and put on a different hat for the uh, director. As a writer, what you want to appear on stage is exactly what you wrote and leave everything else alone. Uh-huh. Uh, when a director makes decisions, and I've, I've, I've got directors that I work with that I love, that I think uh-huh. do a fantastic job directing my work, uh-huh. and they make decisions that just grate on me, and I'll watch the show, and I'll be like, oh, you just blew one of my favorite lines and, <laughs> and and as a director you have to make it work. recognize that what your job is to do is to make it work for the audience so you know with the end i added a lot of business that was not in the script but that i felt really accentuated what the writer was trying to go for the writer oh, so it, it wasn't your piece it was not my piece okay. it was written by i was gonna say that must have been schizophrenic you know if you were no. yeah. directing your own piece I, yeah <laughs> i don't direct my own work yeah. I, I give my work to other people yeah. i think I, I don't like to direct my own work i like to see I, again theater is a collaborative art mm-hmm. and uh i like to see what somebody else does mm-hmm. with my work i feel like it improves my work if somebody else puts their brain on it and finds a way to stage it. And even though there is maybe the one or two decisions a show that I'm like, most of the decisions that, that are there that I was not expecting, I'm like, oh, wow. I wasn't even thinking that when I wrote that line. And that made the line way better than the one I wrote. Uh, so I, I, David Walbridge was the writer and I took his work and uh, I did what I could to make it work on stage so the audience could really understand what he was going for. And I'm sure that that there are a few things that I did that he may or may not approve of, but it is very difficult when you go, okay, this line right here is not working. Mm-hmm. This line is slowing slowing the pace of this script down. I'm going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And as a writer, I know that's difficult. If I see, if, if a line of mine ends up on the cutting room floor, I'm like, Argh! I, I spent energy. I used brain cells to create that line. And it's precious. And it's precious to me. <laughs> but uh, but as a as a director, you kind of sometimes have to go, that line is is not is not working. It's, it's become too precious. And yeah. As a as a first time director, Dan did a great job with Leap of Faith, even though it has an additional character and a slightly altered ending to what I originally wrote. <laughs> details. Uh, details. No, I mean, but, but the fact is, is that those changes improve the show and part of the reason that I'm good with that is because I trust the talents of the people I'm working with. Did they run it by you at least? Oh yeah yeah. Oh, no, good, they good, did. Good, but good. but honestly, you know, I, I trust that when I give something to these the, the other people in Fearless, it's gonna be improved because we have such an amazingly talented set of people that we're working with that I, I feel confident saying, Oh, if you think that's how it would work better as the director, you know, of course, let's go with that. So it's it's writing but backslash giving it over for some devising. When when you're a writer, you hand off your baby and you let somebody else raise it and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And speaking of raising, mm-hmm. I like to Think about education as sort of raising our awareness. Sure. You've got a fearless comedy workshop video recording. Yeah, today. Coming up today. Today, today at, at noon at the Adina Byerly's community room. Uh, it's something we do every month. We offer workshops on a variety of topics. Uh, they are for our members and for the community at large. Uh the, it's only $10 for the workshop. And uh, this month it's about it's about video production and specifically having somebody video your shows. So as as a theater community, you you really want to you want a record of right. what you put on stage. And so what we have is we have an expert coming in to talk to anybody who wants to listen about how to do a video of your show <laughs> and get a good record so you have something that you can show to people that says this is what our our company produces. Uh, and uh, again, that's for anybody and it is for it is at noon today. It's only if you're if you're not a member of Fearless, it's only ten dollars. And so you can come on down to Lunds and Byerly's on Fiftieth Street in mm-hmm. Edina. Mm-hmm. And also- we offer those every month. So we've offered uh, workshops on puppetry. We've offered workshops on physical comedy. And I've done a workshop on a- producing a show at the Minnesota Fringe Festival. We do show we do workshops on anything we can think of. I have two questions. One is the Fearless uh, Presents a Wise Fool Improv. Looks like you're doing that on the 24th. Sure. Fearless Presents is a monthly show that we do where we oh, basically – Yeah, it okay. is a show. So it, it gives – what we do is we offer is up to Fearless Company members first, but then also members of the comedy community who want to do a show, maybe an hour-long show, the opportunity to just put it in front of an audience. 
So again, it's our it's our goal of encouraging people to try something. So Wise Fools is an improvisational group that performs out of the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. We're saying, hey, let's take this show off the Minnesota Renaissance Festival stage. Let's put it over at the Phoenix nice. Theater and uh, give them a, a chance to do that. And they, we do different things every month with Fearless Presents. So I have two questions. You have members. Yep. Those are sort of approved by you, right? The company members are approved by the company for then, admission into Fearless Comedy Productions. There's something greater than, I mean, there's a, 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 is there something else that you can get membership or is there um, donations? We definitely accept donations. Yeah. Uh, coming up in April, we have Die Laughing 5, The Comedy Strikes Back, which is our annual 50-hour comedy marathon. It runs from 7 p.m. Friday night to 9 p.m. Sunday Every single hour of that weekend, we are producing comedy at the Phoenix Theater. So how many hours of comedy are we talking in this marathon? 50 hours of 50 comedy. 50 straight hours. 50 straight hours. So you can like drop in and drop out? Of you like, absolutely Because can. obviously not everyone's going to want to uh, stay for the full 50. Not everybody. Has, I, nobody has ever made it for the full 50. But you can but watch online. You can, yeah. It's always available online. 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 Yeah. Well, we're going to hear more about Die Laughing in our next segment. We're coming down to the end of this one. But I do want to make sure you guys give the websites for tickets for yes. conspiracies. It's called it's uh, mountstheater.org is uh, where you can e- most easily purchase tickets for the show. Obviously, they're also available at the door. Fearless Five Conspiracies. You need to go. And we'll be right back. Connections Radio Show wants to feature your favorite nonprofits as well as the arts that mean the most to you. Do you have a nonprofit you care about or an artist that you'd like to have featured on Connections Radio Show? We have very reasonable advertising and sponsorship packages that would provide for an on-air segment or perhaps a whole show. Interested? I'm Lori Fitz, and contact me at fitzradio at gmail.com. That's F-I-T-Z radio at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. What could be more Russian than Matryoshka, the nesting doll? I welcome you to see one of the largest collection of Matryoshka in the world, now on display at the Museum of Russian Art. A stunning range of sizes, types, and areas are represented, showing how this iconic souvenir has evolved over the last 120 years. Our thanks to Target for sponsoring this extraordinary exhibition, Open Daily. Find out about all our exhibitions and events at tmora.org. That is tmora.org. Located in the vibrant Lynn Lake neighborhood in Minneapolis, the Jungle Theater sparks meaningful dialogue through compelling stories, meaningful acting, and exquisite design. The Jungle is more than just a theater, though. It's a community that inspires empathy and reflects our changing world. This winter, experience the magic of the Jungle with a duet of dynamic one-person plays. First is Ishmael, in which one actor gives a tour de force of the many voices of Herman Melville's classic novel Moby Dick, accompanied by members of the bluegrass band Pert Near Sandstone. Ishmael is on stage January 13th through February 4th. Next up, from February 10th through March 4th, is New York Times critics' pick My Mother Has Four Noses, written and performed by acclaimed singer-songwriter Jonathan Brooke. This show is the beautiful and heartbreaking tale of Jonathan's final two years together with her mother, who was battling Alzheimer's. Buy your tickets now by going to jungletheater.com or treat yourself to a subscription for the 2018 season by calling the box office at 612-822-7063. Our Twin Cities culinary scene has a lot to celebrate. and That's just what we're going to do on February 25th at the Pantages Theater. The Charlie Awards is the local culinary version of the Academy Awards for the Twin Cities restaurant industry. Proceeds from the event go to Open Arms, a nonprofit that delivers healthy, made-from-scratch meals to people with life-threatening illnesses. Your ticket to the award ceremony is also your passport to the after-party, with food, drinks, entertainment, and a chance to hobnob with the current and previous Charlie's winners. Following on the heels of the Charlies, just two weeks later on March 12th, a VIP reception and dinner will be held at Open Arms. So mark your calendars, February 25th for the awards and after party, and March 12th for the VIP event. To buy tickets, go to info at charliesexceptional.com, and be sure to check out the fun on our website, charliesexceptional.com. Radio show. I'm Laurie Fitz, and we're 
talking conspiracies. But we're also talking about theater and great things that can be done with the Fearless Comedy Productions that are being done with the Fearless Comedy Productions. Uh, The show, Fearless Five Conspiracies, is at the historic Mounds Theater. It has a performance tonight and next weekend, so there's only three shows left. That's correct. And you but that's to... half of the shows that we're doing. It's six <laughs> performances. Half the performances remain. And they get better each night. <laughs> and we have the artistic director of Fearless Comedy Productions, Tim Wick. Hi. Hi. We've got Bob Alberti. Hey. Hey, a writer and founder company member. And we have Bryn Berryhill. Greetings. Greetings, actor, newest member. Mm-hmm. Glad you're here. So... One, give me a little bit more about Fearless Productions before I open it up to these other fabulous things that are happening in the Twin Cities. Sure. I'll just talk a little bit about some of the other things that we yeah. do. We have something called Fearless Lab, which is the second Tuesday of every month, produced at Honey in Minneapolis. And it's literally just an experimental comedy show where anybody can come in and do five to ten minutes of comedy. Sometimes that's stand-up. Uh, myself and uh, one of my music writing partners uh, have done a thing a couple of times where we go in and we write an original song in an hour. It's just whatever anybody wants to do in that show, and it's open to anybody who wants to come in and try something. All right, so you have an hour to create something? It's an hour where anybody can do whatever whatever they want. In, in that particular so show, Tim in that particular show, me and my partner Jeffrey said we will write a song during this so, hour. During the hour, so we got a prompt at the beginning of the show. We went off and we wrote a song and we came back at the end of the show and we presented it. And that was and something. What, what else was happening during the show? While there was stand up comedy oh, going on, okay. there was improv going on. Whatever people show up with, and they they have like five minutes, ten minutes, five to ten minutes. Cool. to do what they want. We also have something called Double Blind Improv, which is a short-form improv show that happens the third Thursday of every month, again at Honey. And uh, that is a show where uh, the performers don't know what improv structures they'll be performing. They're chosen at random. And then the performers are chosen at random. So they don't know who's going to be in the improv structure <laughs> and they don't know what improv structure is coming up next. But hey, I'm here. But hey, <laughs> but hey, they're here. We have Fearless Presents, which we've talked about a little uh-huh. bit. And uh, we also produce regular shows. We also do uh, Die Laughing, which we talked about a little bit before. With the 50 hours of uh, marathon production. Yes. And then, and in- then people can donate just drop in they, and they drop in it's a it's a suggested donation at the door but you can literally drop in for nothing if you want to drop in for nothing our goal is to raise uh, most of our operating funds for the year uh, in April we will be premiering the first staged adaptation of the works of Hugo nominated author Chuck Tingle mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> called pounded in the tingle <laughs> and uh and then in uh, and June, I think it's important to say that you guys really like producing new work. We that, do. That's that's your gig. We we new produce work. new work. We don't we don't look at existing work unless we can find a way to really come up with an original approach to it. Uh, in uh, in June, I do want to point out we're going to be remounting a show, uh, Caucasian Aggressive Pandas and Other Mulatto Tales, written by biracial author Duck Washington, and it's about his experiences growing up biracial in America. It is the second time that show has been remounted, and we are doing it in partnership with Chameleon Theater in Bloomington. Cool. And you had some challenges with the last one, so I'm glad we it's going did. up. Yeah. We did. And we probably don't have time to talk about it, but uh, it, you can discover it online. Just yeah. look up <laughs> look up Conca- Caucasian Aggressive Pandas and yeah. Other Mulatto Tales, and I guarantee you can read all about it. And it, well, it, it was not a conspiracy, but it, it was... Um, censored in it was censored. It was censored. Yeah. Yes. So, officially censored. So I, I especially want to support um, voices that have been censored and make sure that folks go and support this, this program. Mm-hmm. Bob, tell me about some other shows. Uh, well, uh, not related to Fearless, I am writing for Tipsy Kangaroo's Naughty Puppet Review. I love that title. In the Experimental Thinking Theater at the Brave New Workshop. And this is uh, uh, adult puppets, both pre-recorded, uh, scripted, live, and also live improv sec- segments. Hosted. So they're adult and naughty. They're adult and naughty. Uh, they're hilarious. Uh, John Jennings, who is a one-time Disney and Muppet uh, uh 
professional puppeteer is the driving force behind it, but we have uh, Caleb McEwen and Gordon Smuter and Jeff Neppel and Don Krasnowski and a bunch of talented people who are hilarious. So that's this Friday and Saturday at 7.30 uh, at the Brave New Workshop. Uh, check out Brave New Workshop online and get tickets and come see this because it's hilarious. It's it's where, where it depends because you will wet yourself <laughs> laughing. So we have this adult comedy and now we'll go to G-rated. <laughs> <laughs> so I am in uh, Rated G at Huge Improv Theater and it's called Rated G not as like some sort of uh, sarcastic quip but it's actually a family friendly musical where we get a um, title from the audience so if you go into the audience and you write out the title for the next Disney-like movie um, and then we put it in a hat and we draw it out and then we say alright here's our next one odd cat out or what, what have you <laughs> and then the cast creates a show and a story um, on on the fly, which is improv, um, including musical numbers. So, cool. yeah, it's musical improv, which I had never done before. And I'm very excited to be a part of this. Uh, well, I have to tell you, when you said Odd Cat Out, it looked like Tim, um, his eyes went up and started thinking. Oh, I could write that. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I saw a storyline go across your face. Yeah, that works. That was one of the ones that we did in our in our rehearsal. So it's, it's new every single night, um, which is great. And it has a rotating cast. So... Um, Every time that you go, you're going to get a new mix of people, which is great. Uh, it's going to be on sa- uh, on Saturdays at 6.30 at Huge Theater in March and in April. And tell me where Huge – and do you have Huge Theater's website? Yeah. Um, let's huge see. Theater. Is it huge? I think it's hugetheater.org. Well, so just go on Google and get, look for Huge, huge Theater. theater. Um, and we'll, uh, Huge Theater is a fantastic long-form improv theater in Minneapolis. Um, Several of our company members are involved in shows, uh, have been involved in shows at Huge. And also, there are group rates, and the tickets are really cheap, too. But on top of that, if you get a group together to go, um, there are group rates. If you wanted to uh, find out what the group rate would be, uh, email ratedgimprov at gmail.com. So, Tim, you're doing other stuff. I do do a few other things. So tell me about some other stuff. Right now, weekly, I'm producing a show called Retro Game Night at Can Can Wonderland. So it is a uh, every Friday night, starting at 9.30, we do uh, uh, classic game shows, match game, <laughs> uh, family feud. I'm working on a Hollywood Squares version right now called Maplewood Squares. And... Uh, <laughs> For that, for those hot new celebrities in exactly. Maplewood, exactly, and that also... northern suburb <laughs> of Ramsey County, I love it. <laughs> and Oak would Oakdale be right next to it? You know? Yeah, it would yeah. be. Yeah, it yeah. would be. Okay. And uh, also, I am still the director of Vilification Tennis. We produce shows every month at the Bryant Lake Bowl next Friday night, which is a busy night. We, at 10 p.m., will be doing our yearly amateur show. And our amateur show is when people get to try out to be in our cast. And they do it live on stage in front of an audience. I did it, and I'm still recovering. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that is a, it's a crazy show. I will say that that is a show that is not rated G. It's not even rated R. It is uh, extremely offensive. offensive. Well, I want to make sure the audience knows how to get to the Fearless Five Conspiracies. There's only three shows left. Tell me how to get to it. You go to historicmountsteater.org. That's theaterre.org, and you buy a ticket. It is 7.30 tonight and then 7.30 next Friday and Saturday night. So what you can do is go to Tipsy Kangaroo one of those nights yes. and then go to Fearless 5 on the other night. Correct. Great That's show. 